Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We are in late, late July. About a week removed from Summer League. Everybody's on vacation. WNBA season's back in full flow. Got stuff coming up here with Overtime Elite announcing some signings. NBA offseason is the NBA offseason. We go round and round. You know, the thing, favorite thing to do in summers, go up to the local amusement park, ride the carousel, up and down, up and down, round and round. That's pretty much where we're at with the NBA in this summer period. Free agency is dead, guys. It's absolutely dead. Now, I will say that there are still some remaining talents available for certain reasons. Who knows? Alex Kennedy did an article for us on basketballnews.com about that if you want to check it out. But the point is, everybody is just tired of the same stuff over and over and over again. It keeps getting recycled. We're back into the the, uh, oh-so-famous Ben Simmons-type sagas. People are still talking about Kevin Durant. People are still talking about Kyrie Irving. It's driving me nuts. You know why? Because it's not the actual want of what they they desire. It's not what KD and Kyrie desires. That's fine. They desire what they want. It's me hearing about it. Because it, it's, it's not new news. There's just speculation after speculation after speculation. KD's just talking to, to his fans on Twitter and trolls on Twitter just like he always does. Kyrie's just not been out there at all. You know, we this is all coming through different back channels and whatnot. It's just a big mess. We're still talking about Katie and Kyrie. And that's what literally is dominating the conversation right now. And it's killing me. Because, because it's just... It, I told Brian I'm not going to be apathetic. And by the way, this is Keep It at 94. We are recording on a Tuesday afternoon. We're going to do episodes pretty much bi-weekly at this point until something actually happens. Uh, something that did happen uh, after the last time we recorded was DeAndre Ayton did sign with the uh, Phoenix Suns, matched the offer sheet with the, the Pacers. So that situation got handled. But there's still some stuff out there that uh, needs to be figured out. But predominantly, KD Kyrie is still dominating the conversation. I don't know what else we can say. And and, and that's going to begin my first rant here as I allow uh, Brian to, to come in on this. When we were talking yesterday about when we were going to record, I made the joke 
And I might do it anyway. And I knew what we were going to title this episode. It was Spencer's most nightmare off-season of ongoing trade speculation. It's literally just speculating. It's talking. Like, I don't know why people get like, oh, what if this? Could you imagine this? Oh, my God. What if this happened? Dude, like, talk about it after it happens. Like, there's nothing. Most NBA executives are not going to leak what they're actually going to do. Agents are the ones that put all this stuff out there so they can get leverage for their clients. This is, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to go on my rant right now. Jalen Brown, okay? This was reported by uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, Shams Charania, ESPN, The Athletic, the big heads, you know? They report that the Celtics dangled, I think it was Derek White, Jalen Brown, some picks in a package for Kevin Durant. A pick. Okay, there you go. This is something that, by the way, Adrian Wojnarowski's own colleague and coworker Brian Winhurst came out later saying this happened a few weeks ago. So what is with this timing? What is the point of that timing? I'll tell you what, because my friend texted me like as soon as that happened. Wow, early warning, early morning Woj bomb. I think to myself. Yeah, that was, you know, 2.30 a.m. Oh, what happens in the morning on ESPN? First take, right? So were they sitting on that information the whole time just to create a topic of discussion? Is that, is that the point? That's where we're at. This is what content is now in sports. I just hate it, man. I just hate it. I know I'm old school, but I also think that it's just, it's not news because every team, I guarantee you, if we, we called right now, if we called Sean Marks and asked him all the trade calls he got on Kevin Durant, I, I bet you he'd give us 15 to 16. And what? Three have been reported so far? Like, this, it, it, it irks me so much, man, because all it is is gossip. It's TMZ. It's nothing. It's a whole bunch of nothing. And I, again, tend to be more classic. I like to talk to people. I like to write features. Like, I'm going to talk to Derek Walton Jr. later. Somebody who's been in the NBA before. He was with Miami. He's bounced around a little bit. Was a terrific player at the University of Michigan under John Beeline. He's playing overseas now. Going to start his career over in the uh, National Basketball League in Australia. Can't wait to do that. I know people don't probably want to hear about that compared to what we were just mentioning. But I just, there's just something that just feels wrong about me and feels off about how this sport has turned into just straight up Twitter talk, hot take, garbage. Just absolute garbage to me. And, and, and it's just... Oh, God, you can hear it in my voice. I'm not trembling, but I'm just like, why does it have to be this way? And I understand, you know, the ratings thing, but I, 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 that, that's just a cop-out to me at this point, man. It's a cop-out. I get where I, you're I coming know. from. And here's the thing, too. When you talk about, was that something drummed up for the morning talk shows? And I'm not going to sit here and totally excuse that, but at the same time, remember that the next morning, 
And it was early in the morning that Shams had a whole report that included that as well. And he does not work for that four-letter network. Sure. That, you know, was going to have their talking heads, you know, shows and whatnot. But I get why you're frustrated. And I think a lot of people are too. But we know why this gets talked about so much in particular right now. It's because of two things to me. It's stars that are being talked about. And it's hope. And that's why player movement gets talked about so much, especially in the NBA. It does in the NFL, not so much because there's not that many trades. It's more about free agency there. Uh, it doesn't really get talked about that much. Major League Baseball, it's about the NBA because the NBA does make so many moves when it comes to free agency and when it comes to trades. And every team and every person following these teams have hope. And that's why it gets talked about so much, I think. Between that and the star power that's involved here, we're not talking about just some random role players. In this situation, we're talking about Kevin Durant, who you can argue is one of the, still the top five players in the league. Oh, 100%. Who, who might be one of the top 15 players of all time. So, I mean, Kyrie Irving is a nut job, but he's still a spectacular basketball player. And incredible to watch when he's out there on the court. So we've hit this period where it it is laborious, to say the least, because there's nothing else going on. Free agency is basically over. You know, we've already been through Summerlee as well, and this is just dragging on and on, and there's nothing else really to talk about. It's just little but, 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 but why can't we? I know we're not in the team preview time yet, but why can't we go ahead and break down what, DeJounte Murray brings to the Hawks? Or will Rudy Gobert work in Minnesota? Because I Kevin Durant still wants to be traded. That's why. And I get where you, I mean, I and there's nothing wrong with the way you feel. And I am I get tired of this too. I'm, I'm more open to... It can be in the conversation. It just doesn't yes. have to be in the conversation the whole day and the whole week. It does that's all, get, that's, It gets nuts because there's nothing new about it. Like this report comes out and I'm like, you know, there are, there are 29 teams that called the Nets and said, you know what? We're kind of interested in that Kevin Durant guy you got. And we heard he sure. wants out. So mm -hmm. what would it take? You know, everybody checked in on him. It's just a couple of the offers. If it's even that. I mean, it's, I mean, the way this works, it's not like somebody said, here's an official offer. I'm writing it down on a piece of paper. I mean, it's, you're having a discussion about like, hey, what would it take? And what about this? And banter back and forth. I mean, this happens all the time. It's just the thing that's juicy about this one is one, we haven't heard Boston yet. And two, Jalen Brown, yeah. who is a very good young player, was included in this as well. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why and people are like, whoa, wait, we already thought that Boston was a title contender, but can you imagine if they got Kevin Durant? Oh my God, that put him over the top. So what would it take to, to do that? And how many picks would they have to include in Oh, wait, wait, they got to trade Jalen Brown. Oh, man, he's good. He's young. And, uh, you know, and, and now people are like, hey, if they don't make that trade, like, is Jalen Brown going to be upset that his name got mentioned, you know, in a possible trade? And that's where that's where I wanted to bring my thing here, though. Who do you, One, who do you think le leaks that news on Monday morning? Who's the leaker? And two, if you're the Celtics, and, and maybe this is... Very, very, very short-sighted thinking. But you just got to the freaking finals. 
Why would you even want to bring it up? I understand Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. But you just got to the finals. You just got to the finals. You added Malcolm Brogdon. You added Danilo Gallinari. Yes, superstars win. But Jason Tatum's your superstar. Jalen Brown could be that next tier up from all-star in between an all-star and a superstar. So why mess with it? Why? Why would you even think about messing with it? The reason why they look at it is because if you just look and compare one-on-one, Brown, Durant. Well, yeah, duh. That's why. And the other thing is, too, I mean, there's a couple other factors. But that's 2K, though, Brian. But but Here's the the other thing. Here's the other thing. When has Brad Stevens ever leaked any trade at this point? He's done everything in the shadows since he's taken over. Well, of course. We didn't know anything about the Malcolm Brogdon deal. We didn't know anything about the Derek White deal. You know, when he traded everybody before the the 2020 This is the Nets or this is an agent that leaked this out. There you go. That that's all it is. Because here's the thing, too. When you look at those reports from Woj, especially when he went on TV. Do you need to drive up value for Kevin freaking Durant, though? But here's the thing I I wanted to point out. When Woj went on TV that morning, and even when Shams did his stuff that morning, both of them went out of their way to say, Kevin Durant has not backed off his trade demand. Sure. And that's something that we've kind of been speculating over that's, time. We, we know that. It, right. It's news, yes. That, that is, because that's something like we were sitting going, okay, they haven't traded him yet. Maybe Kevin is kind of looking around the league going, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe this is the best spot for me. Or at least right now it is. You know, I mean, and this is a Nets team that if Kyrie is back, they've added some other things. You get Joe Harris back who was injured last year. Remember, they got Seth Curry. They got Ben Simmons. I mean, they, they've got talent. There, maybe, maybe that's the best situation. Kevin has not come public and explained why he wants out of there. What upset him so much? And nobody wants to put words in his mouth because they don't want to offend him. They don't want to offend his agent or anything like that. And I totally get that. But Kevin has not gone public to explain what is going on and why he wants out of there. Is it because he has a fractured relationship with Kyrie? Or even if it's not fractured, he just realizes, hey, you know what? Me and Kyrie... We're cool, but I just don't want to play with them after everything that went down last year. And I, I don't know if it's that. Is there something that he is mad with the organization that he feels is irreparable at this point? I don't know. I mean, we can sit here and we can theorize about it, but hell, I, I can do that about any subject. I'd like to get some concrete facts. And, and Kevin doesn't owe us that yet, you know, uh, why he wants out of there. I think if he does get traded, then yeah, then please explain it to us. But and it would be great if he did. If, if he came out right now and did an interview with somebody or even went on Twitter or social media, whatever, and said, let me explain it to you on why I don't want to go back and be a part of the Brooklyn Nets organization anymore and why I want to be traded. Whether you want to agree with it or not, at least you'd have that explanation. Okay? But we don't have that either. So we're all in the dark about all of this when it comes to him. And he's the big domino. We could sit here, we could talk about Kyrie Irving all we want, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Kevin Durant has got to be the one that falls first. We got to figure that out. And I don't think we're going to have anything figured out anytime soon. And I'm of the opinion that while Brooklyn has been earnest in looking for deals for him, I think they really don't want to trade him. You can't get, because you can't get the right return for Kevin Durant. You can't. It's impossible. 
the closest thing they could get, quite honestly, is what Boston is offering. If Boston does say, we'll give you Jalen Brown, we'll give you one or two of the role players, we'll give you three picks. That's about as good as it's going to get, I would think. But did Rudy Gobert ruin the market? I think he did. Um, and we could sit here and you can point fingers anywhere you want, and it's the magic of, of Danny Ainge. I think that's what holds up a Donovan Mitchell trade to the Knicks. Because I think the way that I look at it is, we all know probably what Danny wants, right? And we've heard different reports. We've heard six first-round picks, seven first-round picks. And the Knicks have up to eight that they can trade, you know, plus some contracts to, to match everything. And I think the Knicks are looking at this going, we don't want to give up the whole thing that we got here. So we're not going to do that. And they'll continue conversations. But I think they want to reset it and saying, let's throw out the Gobert trade. But the problem with that is that trade happened and you're dealing with the same guy that got that bounty for him. So it's hard to sit there and say that was an outlier you know, and, you know, especially when you're talking about somebody that's arguably a better player in Donovan Mitchell than Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I think so. So <laughs> that, that's, that's tough, you know? So, I mean, and, and I, you know, the Mitchell trade kind of hinges off the Gobert thing that the, the KD one definitely does as well, because that Gobert trade went down and we saw what they got for him. And like, everybody's like, oh my God. The mm -hmm. one thing I would say, though, is you can make up some of the value when it comes to the number of picks and what players the team would give back. I so that's the, why you said the, the Jalen, yeah. Derek White, and you know maybe half of the amount of picks would be a better deal than someone offering, say, a role player and like seven picks or whatever. Absolutely. I would think so. And I, and I, think, and I think the Nets, I think they still want to compete this year. I'd I mean, if they trade Kevin Durant... They have a dang good team if they yes, just ran they, it back. They don't want to be in a situation, I think. I think I've, we've heard some reports that Joe Sy is like, I still want to have a good team. I still want to compete. Now, he doesn't want to go through what he went through last year when it came to the drama off the court with KD and Kyrie and even with Harden. And Harden's not even on the team anymore, obviously. But I think that he's like, we're not tanking. If I trade Kevin Durant, this is not a, well, we're going to full rebuild mode. It's, no, we're going to get some players back. We're going to get some assets back, and we're still going to compete. Yeah, good luck. But but at the same time, you just run it back. You get Joe Harris back. Ben Simmons hasn't stepped foot on the floor yet. You sign TJ Warren. You trade for Royce O'Neal. Bring back Patty Mills. Bring back Claxton. Bring back Nick Claxton. I, I like the team. I, I do, do, too. I think they're a really good team. I they think have, they're good. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Like, we talk about the Kyrie part of this. I don't know if it's if KD you doesn't want to play with him anymore. And if that's the case, I don't think KD even wants to say that because then it would make him look like the bad guy. Yeah. And here I am theorizing once again. Uh, but I wonder if that is the case or does is he cool with playing him, with him again? Um I mean, if KD says I'm coming back, do they say, hey, we're going to get rid of Kyrie? Um, if they trade Kevin, what does that do for Kyrie? Do they just say, well, hell with it. We're going to dump him at this point and, or and move him immediately? Or do they say, we're going to hold on to him for a while or even play out the season? I don't know. I mean, it would make sense to probably trade him at that point, but 
there's so many different factors that go into a Kyrie Irving trade. It's just trade. not easy to trade either of these guys. No, it's not, especially with the way the marketplace is right now, because one guy, you should get the earth, the moon, the wind, the sun, and everything, you know? With oh, Kyrie yeah. Irving, it's just like, okay, can I get your leftovers from lunch? <laughs> it's kind of where we're at right now. You know, even though Kyrie's a really good player, but all the things he that has he has value on two teams, as we've been saying for two months. He has value for two teams. Right. And you know, one like, of them he's already on. Yep. You know, <laughs> and the other one desperately wants them. And they're so desperate to not only want him, but to get off of the bad contract and the bad player that they have. And everybody knows it. And they're like, you want to get off of that guy? We're going to hold your feet to the fire. And right. we want the maximum value that we can get, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's all a mess. It's, it's all a mess. It's hard to untangle at this point. It really it's, is. It, it's, it's extremely hard. I mean, so we sit what here. Third, what third team, what fourth team is going to try and help this facilitate? You know, For, like, because I'm thinking KD to myself, which one? I think the Pacers have loaded up on picks already. I feel like the Spurs have loaded up on picks already. I just don't see what team is going to be like, here you go. And uh, yeah, we'll take Russ. <laughs> I, I think the Pacers. I, I just don't see which team it could be. I think the Pacers are more open to doing it because they have had okay. conversations with LA. And here's the thing. So I've, they've had these talks about Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. And Miles Turner has been in trade conversations forever, right? So. Where are the other teams calling about those guys? I mean, maybe it's just being kept quiet, but I don't hear any other teams really linked to them. I'm surprised and, by that because yeah, they're I am two too. really solid players. <laughs> Turn, Turner's on an expiring deal. He makes about $18 million. Heald makes 21 He's got one year left, and I believe it's, it's a de-escalating contract, so he makes like 19 next year. Some people will sit there and say he's overvalued or he's making too much, whatever. I think if he is, I don't think it's off by that much. Regardless, okay? But they're obviously open to moving both of them right now and just clearing as much cap space as they can and getting picks. I mean, there's already been talk, if you want to believe it, that LA made an offer that included a first-round pick to get both of those guys, and the Pacers said, no, we want both of the first-round picks that you can trade in 27 and 29. And LA is very hesitant to trade both of those. So, but the Pacers, it sounds like they're willing to do it if they get what they want back because then they get more picks. They'd have over $70 million of cap space next year. It would allow them, it would basically force them to play all of their young guys this coming year and see what they've got with those guys. So I get it. It's just they don't have a marketplace for them. It's one team right now. And it's the same thing that the Nets are facing when it comes to Kyrie. There's one team. That is really interesting. Now, the marketplace can change as you go into the season. Who's not to say that come the trade deadline, some team's sitting there going, hey, if we get one more shooter, we really think we can go for it. And Buddy Heald's available. You know, and they've got assets and contracts that can get that $20 million. You know, I mean, the, a lot of things can change once the season starts. But that's where we sit. And I think they're the one team that is open to taking on Russ San Antonio has been linked, but I don't know if they really want to do it or not. But I was, I was thinking about this. And I mean, the deal to me that really makes, I 
kind of makes the most sense if you really want to try to figure out what makes sense in all this mess is if the Pacers and the Lakers and the Nets come together on the three-way, mm-hmm. then the Lakers would get Kyrie because he is a distressed asset. And they would also get Buddy Heald. Russ would end up with the Pacers. And Turner would end up with the Nets. And the Lakers would have to give each of them a first-round pick. They'd probably have to give the Pacers like a couple of seconds. And they'd have to give the Nets uh, a pick swap. Is it, okay. is it equal value? No. But probably are you going to get that for those guys? I mean... If the Lakers really said we're gonna we will move ahead on the heel Turner deal, I think their thinking is we don't want to give up that second first round. So can we at least get them to say two seconds and we'll unprotect the one pick we're giving you? Would would Pacers <laughs> they do would that? get they would get healed and Kyrie for no, giving no, up they get Russell healed, Westbrook and some picks? Healed and Turner for a first in a couple seconds. Oh, you mean straight up? I thought you straight meant straight up way. with the Pacers. The other okay, way in okay. the three way, they're giving up both of the picks, but the Nets are getting one, the Pacers are getting one. I don't know. Hey, you're just thinking. That's I'm fine. thinking. I mean, but I don't know if the Nets really want Turner. Why don't they want a good center? Like they didn't want DeAndre Aiden either. Like what? There are they, teams. Are they just all in on Nick Claxton, or are they just like okay, Royce O'Neal, you'll play center, or Kyrie? There or are I'm teams Kyrie. that don't want to put big money into the center position because they feel like they can get away without it. And mind you, if the Lakers did this trade, if they get Turner in either one of those scenarios we just brought up, they'd have four centers. Yeah. Four. And two of them are making big money. Ah, and, you just got to play big ball. It's all good. And, and with, with Turner, I mean... Are you going to try to get a commitment on an extension right off the bat? You going to let this get the free agency? What would it take to get him to extend? Or what do you say? I want to play this out and I want to go into free agency because next year there's going to be about what fourteen teams that have cap space. Who are all your team's big men? No, Damian Jones is one. Damian of them. Jones is one. Yep. Thomas mm-hmm. Bryant. Okay, right. Anthony He's more Davis. Of a, he he could play the four. AD can play the four slash five. And I think right now, if they go into the season, I think AD is going to be their four, and I think Bryant would be the starting setter. Or Damian. And, and, and Damian would, might, might not get the brunt of the minutes, but right. you know, the, people do that. They but do if that. the Lakers got Turner, he would be their starter. Oh, yeah. And no, Turner yeah. would be a great addition to that team for a way that he could stretch the floor, mm-hmm. open things up. A shot-blocking duo of him and Anthony Davis could make up for a lot of the issues the Lakers yeah, are still If I'm not mistaken, have. Miles Turner is only like 25, 26 years old, yeah. Right. And I mean, the Lakers still have huge problems on defense, on the perimeter and wing. And at least if you have two dominant shot blockers, that could help diffuse some of that. Yeah. You get away with that. Right. I mean, I would still argue in those situations, like they still need more shooting. That's why if they, if they pulled off the miracle and got Buddy... And Kyrie, at least you're getting two shooters. You, you know? really want the shooters on that team. They, they need shooters, man. I mean, as much as you consider and could say Turner would be a good match, they need shooting. They what they really need is wing defense and shooting. But they'll take the the, the shooting. Okay, every team in the league needs wing defense and shooting. They, you can never get to enough wing defense. Right, and like shooting. that's why if the Nets did the trade straight up with the Lakers. Okay, remember Russ makes forty seven million dollars, and they don't want him to play for him. 
So if, if they wanted to trade Kyrie, I mean, that's, that's $10 million difference. It's like 50 million, you know, with the tax. So, mm-hmm. okay, who else are we going to include in this? But we want to be competitive next year. Seth Curry makes about 8 million. Okay, well, that closes the gap, basically. Seth is on an expiring deal. Do we really want to give up Seth Curry, though, in that deal? Even if the Lakers gave us two first-round picks. Yeah. Do we really want to do that? What about Joe Harris? Joe's got two years left on his deal. He makes $18 million this year. Okay, we'd be getting off money. We'd be saving money on our taxes here. But we like Joe Harris. And we think that if Joe was healthy last year, we could have been a lot more competitive in the playoffs. Yeah, and they should think that because it's true. They do think that, and it would be true. I'm not saying they'd win. They'd be a lot more competitive. Right. So they don't want to move Joe. So tell me, where is the straight-up deal that the Lakers could make with them where the Nets aren't taking on a crap ton more money? They're not yeah. doing it. That's why there has to be a third team involved. And you just got to hope that Indiana, you know, is willing to be the cooperative team that they're looking for. I think they will be. San Antonio, I think they're like, we don't even care. I mean, with San Antonio, they would have to give up like Josh Richardson or um, McDermott. Yeah. Okay. McDermott makes 13. Josh makes 10. Josh's not expiring. McDermott has one year left. So, I mean, there's something there. We've really researched into the possibilities here. You know me, man. Did you think the Hornets would have been a a partner or something? I still think, well, there was talk that the Lakers reached out to them again recently. I, I think they would be, but there's a couple of issues there from the standpoint that I don't think the Hornets want to tank yet, even though their star player is probably never going to play in the NBA again. And rightfully so. Um, I, I don't know what they want to do, <laughs> quite honestly, right now. But I don't think it is. They are looking for a veteran. Tank. We've already seen the leaks that Charlotte's, you know, considering a reunion with Kemba Walker. They've talked to Isaiah Thomas, so... They are looking for a veteran. They are. And, you know, I mean, I think they'd be willing to trade Terry Rozier. But I believe he's got four years left in his contract. And the Lakers don't want long-term money. Yeah. They're, they're trying to have their cake and eat it, though. Man. Oh, absolutely. You, 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 got, you it's, can't it's, do that. It, it, that's the way that they're looking. It's, it's ridiculous. And I almost wonder if the Lakers are trying to play it out going, and we tried all these different things, man, but. Couldn't come up with anything. So, you know, Darwin believes we can make this work. So, you know, Russ is going to have to come back. And LeBron can say all he wants in public. He doesn't want him back. Russ doesn't want to play with him again. Russ doesn't want to be there. Russ has fired his agent or they've parted ways. But, you know, Russ has never asked for a trade. It's pretty obvious he doesn't want to play there anymore with them. Between what's going on in the offseason, what happened in the exit interview for the Lakers last year and what he said. He doesn't want to be there. I don't think LeBron wants him to be there. But everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Evan Syrie actually touched on the Laker Pacer thing yes, on basketballnews.com. Um, so you can check that out. You can also check out Ethan Fuller doing an excellent job of talking about Donovan Mitchell and how his value uh, around at least media spaces has been severely under underappreciated. So... He did an article about basically telling us that, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's really, really good. And yes, you should mortgage your future for him. So let's move on to, to Donovan Mitchell. We shortly touched on him in a little earlier, but uh, Mitchell tied to the Knicks. That's the, you know, big soiree, the big, you know, rumor the going big talk, on. Yeah. Um, makes too much sense. You know, today 
uh, as we record this on a Tuesday afternoon. Spike Lee takes a picture with Don Mitchell's dad. Like, come on, man. Like, oh, no. Come on. Like, so, you know, there's obviously so much smoke, like a ridiculous amount of smoke. We'll see, you know, what a potential framework could look like or or something like that. But this is something that seems like it's just, you know, a matter of time. But again, we don't know, you know, when that final say will be, especially because we mentioned it earlier, Danny Ainge is going to play hardball. You know, he's that's just how he is. He's going to demand that amount of draft capital. And there's a lot of young talent, too, that the Knicks have that could possibly, you know, intrigue Utah the way that the Timberwolves, you know, made made a move for Gobert. Um, so we'll see what they can get back, but pretty sure it seems like uh, Donovan probably ends up in New York. I will say this, though. Earlier in the week, or at least I think it was Sunday or Saturday, the, and I hate the the tweet thing. I, I, I hate that we get news from tweets, quote-unquote news. Mm-hmm. For example, there, there, there was... I put it in our Slack channel on Monday, but uh, a very, very prominent, prominent sports network made one of the worst quote graphics I've ever seen with Jalen Brown. Uh, a picture and then a screenshot of his tweet. And, and uh, I cannot be more disgusted than where we were and where we are currently in the sports media landscape. That's beside the point, though. Donovan Mitchell uh, exchanging uh, tweets with, I think it was Eric Paschal, um, and uh, talking basically about, you know, Utah or whatever like that. And Donovan basically was putting down basically what, I don't know how to explain it. I got to pull up the tweet. It was basically, you know, that somebody threw it out. Sorry kind of for like, going round and round there. It sounds like it I was like a, making fun of all the trade rumors going on. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And uh, he doesn't have to edit that out. We, he, we can just keep me uh, stuttering on there. But, uh, no, uh, he essentially was was asking uh, Eric Pascal um, about. No, Eric, Eric Pascal said false news to a report him going to Europe. Yeah, and then yeah. Donovan Mitchell said they've been doing that a lot recently with yeah, laughing faces because Eric Pascal's one of his best friends in the league, right? And a former teammate, or I guess current teammate. I don't know. The former teammate because he got cut, and his other best friend on the team uh, was Royce O'Neal, who got traded to the Nets. Basically, Donovan Mitchell is saying like, "There's a lot of smoke out there right now, a lot of smoke." Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, tell your dad not to take pictures with Spike Lee then. <laughs> that's one thing that would help. That would that would help. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So what what's your your thoughts on this situation? I mean, we haven't talked an ounce about basketball. Like I know. this is just all like mess. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I get why the Knicks don't want to give up too much. You never do. Mm-hmm. There are pros and cons to getting Donovan Mitchell. I think one of the biggest pros in getting him is they believe. If we get him, that's a star. Stars want to play with other stars. And that helps open up the gate towards getting other stars. Yeah. There's obviously the Leon Rose connection, too. Sure. We always know that. CAA, all that good stuff. But the thing that I would look at is, okay, what assets do you have after this? They'll still have some. 
but you limit your assets. And in the meantime, you want to win because now you got a star. Plus, you made another big acquisition in free agency. Yeah, Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. Interesting now, combo, to say the how least. How does that backcourt work? Because I have questions about it on both ends of the court, especially defensively. Yeah. I'm, and it's not like you've got this great interior they can just take turns. Obviously, yeah, you can take turns it's, sometimes. It's not like you've got this great interior defense or wing defenders that can help cover up. You got Mitch Rob. Sm- Mitch yeah, okay. I mean, okay is not going to cover up a tiny backcourt. Yeah. So, I mean, Julius Randle. Are you going to be playing a game of we're just going to beat you up offensively and we're going to try to just outscore you? I suppose. But I mean, well, you Quentin, go out Gr- Quentin Grimes looked really good in Summer League. I'm sure he's going to get some playing time. Right. But obviously, you- RJ Barrett is, is a really solid defender and an improved offensive playmaker in addition to scoring and shooting. Let me um, ask you this, okay? So I actually, actually, I, that's part of the reason I might not like a Donovan Mitchell move. I'm just thinking in my head now is you're, if, you're stunning the growth almost of, of RJ Barrett. If you have Jalen Brunson and you have Donovan Mitchell, that's your backcourt. What seat would you project the Knicks next year? Uh, still a six or a seven at best. Yeah. That's that's what I would say. Six would be best case scenario. I'm thinking playing. Yeah. So yeah, they don't have many forwards. I'm looking here. I mean, you're starting. You're starting RJ at the three. Obviously, we'll see if Obi Toppin goes into the starting lineup. Then you have Julius Randle. I think Obi Toppin will be traded. As a part of that, yeah, yeah, possibly. You know, Cam Reddish would be in that deal because apparently no one wants to play Cam Reddish for some reason. Hmm. Ah. You're you going to move Emmanuel quickly and Miles McBride, I would assume. Maybe Quinn Grimes. Like I said, Grimes had a really solid summer league. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I'm not so sure, Brian. Not so sure. Let me play a little game. The game is, who's there at training camp? Training camp begins, what, mid or late September? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Media day is usually like around September 24th or 25th. Okay. Two months from now. Okay, so training camp begins. What team does Kevin Durant play for? The Brooklyn Nets. Does he show up to camp? Yeah. I agree. On both fronts. Mm-hmm. What team does Kyrie Irving play for? <laughs> um, the Brooklyn Nets. I tend to agree, but for some reason, I still think he's going to end up with the Lakers. Okay. I, there, might, I, there, there, there might be something to that. It I, also could be, you know, fandom. A there's bit, more layers to that onion that we got to peel. I have no idea, man. I, it's because... Do, do, like I told you, I'm not apathetic. Like I'm just like, Feel being free to real. curse at this point. I know you want to curse so bad. I'm just, I'm just being real. I, I, I just don't know, and I, and I don't know if does. they know. I, that, I mean, I could even throw out this theory if you really want to go, you know, wild on this. Oh that yeah. the, that the Nets bring him back, or the, or the Lakers said they go, why, why should we even give up the two first for him? Or maybe that scenario is just not there, and they go, well, we can wait this out, and they go, 
Kyrie was so disliked last year, and we think that he'll screw up so bad, even though we want this guy. But we think that the situation in Brooklyn, he will sabotage it again or something will go wrong during the season to where they will be, the Nets will be like, we got to get off this guy. We just can't have him around. And we'll trade him because he's an expiring contract. Okay, Lakers, you want him? Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it at this point. You know, we'll, they'll find a way to get it done then. I, I still think something could happen before the season. I mean, we don't know how badly if the Nets are like, we just can't have Kyrie back. We haven't heard that. You know, I wouldn't doubt it. While the Lakers don't have to say it, it's pretty obvious they don't want Russ back. Darvin Ham could say all he wants, and it's right for him to do it because he is the coach, and he has to go forward acting like Russell Westbrook is going to be a part of this team. And right now, he is a part of the team. Russ even showed up at Darvin's introductory press conference. He was there at Summerlin. Mm -hmm. So that's all that he can do as the head coach, okay? But I think there's a lot of other people in the organization that do not want him around. I think some people don't want him around because it's such a reminder of how bad they screwed up in getting him in the first place. The you problem is, take? you have to give up even more to get off of that. Give me the hot take. You want a hot take? I think Russ kills it this year. With the Lakers or somewhere else? Wherever he is. Yeah. I think he kills it this year. If he gets traded, whether it's to the Nets or the Pacers, does he play for either team? And if not, what team does he play for? It'd be crazy to see Russ and KD back together. Well, I'm pretty sure they, they squashed their beef, but... I think they squashed their beef because they played at some, you know, pickup gamer this year and they allowed it to be photographed. Yeah. But does that mean they want to play together? I don't know if it means they want to play together. Exactly. I think they could, they could tolerate playing together. I That's kind of the way I feel like KD and Kyrie, I think they're still good with one another, but I don't know if they want to play together. Especially from KD's side. Well, sometimes you don't always get what you want. But I mean, we like I said, we haven't heard from KD. Maybe, maybe he is open to playing with Russ. Mm -hmm. I mean, I doubt it, but you never know. I mean, maybe if he sits there and weighs the two things and goes, ah, it didn't work with Kyrie, but me and Russ, we had some good times. We, maybe we can get the band back together. Indiana. Hmm. Probably not Indiana because Indiana's going to want to play Halliburton, Duarte, and Matherin. Yep. They're going to want to play all their young guys. They're so not going to want to give. If he gets bought out. It's almost going to be like a John Wall situation. How about that? Yeah. We'll think about I mean, it like that. He'll sign somewhere with for the minimum, okay? Yeah, but, but they'd have to figure out the buyout stuff first. Right. But I'm just saying, what team, even on a minimum, would want Russ with the notion that he's going to play for us? There will be teams. I, I'm sure there will be. I'm just trying to figure out which which teams, teams they are. Um, I don't know if he's ring hunting or what. Ugh. Well, well, here's the thing, too. Russ that wants to start. I don't think anybody else is going to give him a starting job. Starting's tough. He's going to have to swallow the pride on that one. Sure. Shoot, I... Would the Miami Heat be interested in Russell The Westbrook? Heat was actually one I was thinking. Of, I was thinking the Heat. I was thinking Philly. No, um, no, 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 no. Him and Harden. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> I'll tell you a team I wonder about. Would Portland go after him? Uh, he does not like Damian Lillard. Okay. So 
I don't know why I even said Philly either. I forgot about that whole situation too. Well, hey, we both forgot about something there. Where's he sign? Yeah, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> not OKC. <laughs> Washington? I mean, Washington treated him good. I know, like you said, OKC treated him good too. Mm. See, it's it's tough. It's really tough to make sense of what team would want Russ and would have a really good role for him. And then you have to get to the point where like Russ is going to accept that role because he hasn't accepted that role with the Lakers yet because we went through a whole season of that he'll last go through, year. He'll go through the Carmelo Anthony metamorphosis. Don't worry, he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, because what was the whole thing last year? Frank Vogel said, hey, Russ, this is what we want you to do. We want you to set some screens. We want you to play some off ball. We're going to get some great looks. And we want you to play good, hard defense. What did Russ do? He scoffed at Vogel. He immediately discredited him. It was a pain in his side the entire season. He would go into uh, meetings where they'd be watching back video. He would be pointed out of mistakes he would make, and he would just totally ditch them and not believe there was his problems. He would not be a part of what they asked him to do. They have a new head coach in Darvin Ham. What has Darvin said about him so far? Hey, Russ, this is what we want you to do this year. We want you to play good, hard defense. And I got some ideas for you on offense. They're probably the same as what Frank Vogel had. Do you think he's going to do it? Darvin Ham's easily more connected. Not, not saying that anything was, you right. know, Frank Vogel's I, fault, but I, since Darvin yeah. played the game, since he has an established rapport with the players, yes, I think Russell would buy in with him more. I think there's a better chance of him buying in, but I don't think he will because I don't think Russ believes that what he did last year was wrong. And he believes he's still a star player for what he does and what he did even last year. That's the problem. That's the disconnect. Okay. I just think he kills it next year, wherever he is. Whatever I hope he, is, he does I because, I mean, as much as we sit here and want to talk nasty about Russell Westbrook and not being a fit on that team or whatever, Russ is still, you know, I mean, this is a Hall of Fame player. It's just, I don't want to see him flame out and so many people make the comparison to like him and Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, because, I mean, if this continues and if he doesn't buy in somewhere, wherever that net somewhere is going to be, uh, I think a lot more people are going to remember him for the end of his career than for the uh, the glory years. And they, they shouldn't, but yes. Exactly. Um, we were playing a game, and then we got another Russ. You, mm. We were talking about training camp, team. Oh, yeah. Well, showing well, we up. The other one, because because yeah. uh, was Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Where's, a, where's he going to become training camp? Whoo! Gonna give in on this one. Ah, uh, there's too much smoke. Knicks. I'm gonna say Jazz, but by the yeah. trade deadline, he's a Nick. Okay. Interesting. You want me to keep going? I'll come up with some other names. Yeah. Where, yeah where's sure. Carmelo Anthony gonna play this year? <laughs> um. Where is Carmelo Anthony? What about Denver? Oh. Do they have money? I don't know if they have it's money. It's better minimum, man. And you can do it. I was going to say vet men. Yeah, vet men. That's always yeah. going to get. That's always going to get. 
Where does Dwight Howard play this year? He needs a backup big. Doesn't Philly? Yes, they do. Did he burn go, the bridge go, there? Go right back to Philly. Could. Easy decision. Mind you, I could name all but three players from the Lakers last year, and they're all free agents. Toronto could use someone that's over 6'9". By the way, they just signed Juan Hernan Gomez today. Bo Cruz, man. Bo Cruz. That, that's a nice sign. I mean, doesn't he fit exactly what Toronto does? He does. Another good size. Shoots wing threes, guy. gets rebounds. Long. Unreal. Good for prototype. them. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a nice pickup. It just, who knows how much point time you'll get of any, but it just, it just seems to fit what they do. It does. Dennis Schroeder, where does he play next year? Dennis Schroeder. He's making nice. He's, you know, he's batting his eyes at LeBron on Instagram, you know, so. He wants to go back? Yeah, you don't know about this? Why would he want to go back? That was a disaster. Oh, yeah, man. He was all buddying up to LeBron on IG, man, going, eh, I'm still around. Dude, that was a disaster. Why would you even want to put yourself in that situation? And you got your shit talked on you on the way out the door. Hey, man, if you know what? If the Lakers... They could probably use another point guard, especially if they move Russ or say they make a deal where Kendrick Nunn gets included. They, they could use a backup point. Well, yeah, but th- I just don't see. I'm just throwing why it out you, there. Why he would want to go back? That's all. I mean, Schroeder doesn't have a home yet. He's, he's, he's remember Dennis turned down, and I, I I'm sorry, Dennis. We've gone through so many different times. Dennis bet on himself and turned down 84 million by the Lakers. And is he only getting the vet men, or is he getting a, a, an MLB MLE? Who's who's got one left? That's a good question. Who has the mid-level exception left? Who's got one at this point? Yeah, we're in the doldrums of summer. Anyone we're, got the? We're at this point, Spencer, where we can't even talk about who's got one left because free agency's over, and the only yeah. thing we could talk about is potential Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Donovan Mitchell trades. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is where we're at. <laughs> uh I don't know. Does Charlotte make sense? I mean, I know that they're looking at the veteran point guard. Charlotte makes sense. Uh, I don't. Then no, not. Does them. anybody really care? I mean, nothing against Dennis, but Philly. I mean, uh, Dennis is fine. Phil, Philly, maybe. Philly, I'm... yeah. Who needs a backup point? Phoenix. Portland. Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Dennis Schroeder Talk, guys. It's July 26th. Hey, Kent Bazemore is coming up next. Hey, there's so. better <laughs> names, though. There's better names left than this. I know you're saving the best for last year. Why? Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I did say Kent Bazemore. So. You did say Kent Bazemore. Where is Kent Bazemore going? He's Kent available. available. He's available. All right, good. Good for Kent. Good for he Kent. He is available. Um. All right. Wayne Ellington. All right, now we're really digging in here. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a heat culture guy. He'll go back to Miami. Trevor Ariza. Are you just listing all the old Lakers? Avery this, Bradley. You know the Lakers had like seven or eight guys on their team last here, year? Here, hold on. This is actually a good segue, at least, like, to to close the podcast here. Yes. Alex Kennedy has listed what players are still available, okay? Um, you already mentioned, you know, quite a few of them. Montrez Harrell is on this list. Hassan Whiteside is on this list. DeMarcus Cousins, Jeremy Lamb, Tristan Thompson, 
Andre Guadala, say Blake Griffin, Markeith Morris, DJ Augustine, Jean Rondo, Jordan Nawara. That's an interesting name. Mm-hmm. He's restricted, but that's an interesting name. How many players got significant? Well, Millsap still isn't somewhere. That's interesting. I didn't know that. How many guys got significant playing time with the Lakers last year that are free agents right now? Well, that just tells you how the season went. Guess the number. Eight. You're exactly right. Eight. <laughs> that was a complete off the cuff. You're guess. exactly right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Look, that's that's half a roster. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's actually a full rotation's worth. Are, are you kidding me? I got that. That's how many. That's how deep my rotation is while I'm in the postseason. It is. <laughs> Wild man, wild. It's crazy, dude. But I mean, there. I mean, you got to look around, but maybe you can find a little bit of value that's still out there. You know, that's why Alex did that that piece. You know, but yeah, I'm. I mean, everything we we knew it, there wasn't much left. You know, once we got through the first week or two of free agency, because not that many teams had cap space. Most of it was going to be used on MLEs and, and whatnot. Um, but now with, you know, those players getting cobbled up quickly and with this wild trade speculation of some star players, all these other guys, they have to wait. I mean, they've ground to a halt. They're the ones that really have to sit there and go, well, I still don't know where I'm going to go yet. And you're probably not going to know anytime soon because teams have got to leave roster spots open for potential trades. Um, they got to figure that out. They got to figure out their two-way you know, situation with some guys. So these players that are available, most likely at a minimum, are going to have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. You have one more to ask me about, though, before we get out of here. I know you wanted to ask me about somebody. I did? Yes. It's on our notes. <laughs> uh, Don't edit that out, please. This is... Oh, this is, that's this right. is this is mid off season, keeping oh, it ninety four, ladies right. and gentlemen. I, I, because you're right completely there in blanked out because you're too focused on Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. I guess I should open up our, our cheat sheet here. But yeah, um, well, I want to ask you about Colin Sexton and his situation. Being you're right there in Cleveland, the Cavs are in your backyard because he's a restricted free agent, but he's still out there and. Yeah. He's been screwed. He's been screwed by the free agency process as a restricted. He, I mean, I think he Completely thought there screwed. was going to be a market, and there was yeah. not one. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, I do know, uh, having spoken to you know people close to the team, that the Cavs want him back a lot. Um, even when mentioning rotations and whatnot, they're basically penciling him in there. Uh, what? Number that comes at is uh, up in the air. There was a report by Chris Fedor at Cleveland.com that the Cavs had an offer three years, $40 million for Colin, and he and his reputation uh, representation at Clutch uh, declined said offer. Um, there is a $7.2 million qualifying offer on the table. That is probably, you know, Colin's worst-case scenario, but it would be a chance for him to to bet on himself and also put himself in the best situation possible as far as winning goes. Because you're not going to be winning on Indiana. You're not going to be winning in San Antonio. Those are your two options that you have right now because that's only people that have money left. Mm-hmm. Unless there is a sign in trade and we've kind of 
kick the tires around on that. At the same time, the Cavs don't probably want to do that because they're trying to keep their flexibility in the cap space room for 2023. So, uh, if you ask me, I think Colin's going to end up back on the qualifying offer at 7.2, as I just mentioned. Here that he is doing very well uh, physically, um, good to go. He's been back and forth between Atlanta and Miami, uh, training down in Miami with Stanley Remy, one of the best trainers in the game today, um, you know, and, and looking sharp. And, you know, he's a workhorse. He's a, a gym rat. It's just what, it's what Bull does, man. It's just his thing. Um, but he is definitely ready to get back on the floor. And uh, even though it might take some time to, to, to refine his footing, so to speak, um, he will be healthy and good to go for 2022-23, is what I hear. I know that the Cavs want to keep their cap flexibility for next season. But do you think there is a number that he could settle for that the team would be okay with? I think the team would be okay with going between 17 to 18. My personal opinion is that I think Colin could be anywhere from a 20 to $22 million player. Yeah. But the thing is, again, only Indiana and only San Antonio can pay that right now, which they is do where, he's, where he's gotten yeah. screwed. Could they do something short-term where it was like a two- or three-year deal and the last year was a player option? They could. And I think that that's what that three-year, $40 million offer was. Um, just wasn't feeling it. And remember, Colin signed on with Clutch this past season. So Rich Rich Paul and him, they are going to definitely play hardball um, as long as they can, try to hold the leverage here. What's not working in Colin's favor is that he got injured 11 games in. What's not working in Colin's favor is that he declined the Cavs' offer before the season started. And... um. Unfortunately, the worst case scenario happened. He got injured, and now you've kind of put yourself in this, this like rock in a hard place spot. Um, but again, qualifying offers on the table. I've heard that Darius Garland's really pushing for him to come back. I don't think Colin ends up anywhere else but Cleveland, personally. Well, they got to keep that cap space open so they have plenty of money when LeBron signs back with them. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you're talking about. We're talking about this now. Oh, good. We're talking about what's going to happen next summer. Awesome. Hey, just know what this. a perfect Wait, way to bookend I, this podcast. I just want to throw one thing out because remember, LeBron is eligible for his extension with the Lakers to be coming up on August 4th. And if you think there's drama right now, wait until August 4th comes and goes. And he does not sign an extension. No, he can only sign because of his age. He can only sign at most a two-year extension. So I don't know if he's interested in two years. Is he interested in one year? Is he interested in a one plus one? All those different things. But if and when he does not sign that contract on August 4th, people are going to freak out. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what does this mean? Does this mean he doesn't want to be at the Lakers anymore? Should they just trade him right now? Should should they just... LeBron doesn't want to be back there. Yeah. Is he going back to Cleveland? He's Is he? Oh, wait, they got cap space coming up this summer. Oh, my God. The Knicks, they can pay him. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, if anybody is curious... Hey, at least... Hey, you know what? If that happens, at least Kyrie and KD will be off of our minds. Right. Hey, in case anybody wants to know what the talking head shows are going to be talking about, 
on the morning of Friday, August the 5th, I just told you. <laughs> I just told you. Oh, man. I mean. Stick a fork in it, Spence. Like. And don't for, don't forget, too, this is like the, what, fourth time or fifth time that LeBron will have dominated a news cycle because of a situation where he didn't sign an extension. Don't watch he signs the extension like August 10th. <laughs> oh, man. You know me, man. I, like I said, I was not apathetic on this podcast. I was just very, very passionate. Very passionate. Um, yep. Upbeat. Not down in the dumps or anything like that. I just, I, it's just, it, I, does it talking about the same shit over and over again, like, get tiring? It does. It, like, it, like, the, it like does. I just don't get how, I know there's this formula, but like, even like, you know, when we started doing it, I think it really started picking up steam like four or five years ago. Like, that's when it was really, really like this started to become like this with the talking head shows and all of the hot takes and whatnot, right? I just feel like, haven't we grown up from that? No. Like, I mean, you're talking about a period in time when I was still doing sports talk radio where one of my things, or just before that, maybe it was a little bit longer than that, but my two big things, with, why I would talk about, like more people talk about what happens in the off season and what happens on the field or on the court, and I didn't want to do hot take radio. Yeah. And um, add those two as uh, just a couple of the reasons why I'm no longer in that business. Yeah. But I'm happy to do it on a podcast with you. Sure. No, I, and, and it's fine doing it like this. Like, yes, I, I just. It there, gets the, a little this, monotonous. It gets it a little does. monotonous. It's the, it does. Because it's the same thing. If, if, if throw something different, throw, throw a hammer or a wrencher and something, change it up. Maybe the, the delivery we'll, of it. The, we'll, we'll break down the Pacific Division. How's that? We'll do that. We'll we'll start with our division previews. The division preview time still is in for another few weeks, and I get that's what? Wiley why. Oh yeah, dude. It's we can't start August if we do. We do it every two weeks. I mean, there's six rosters divisions. aren't set yet. Well, guess what? You got to go with what you got. <laughs> you got to go with what you got, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but seriously, like. Well, we're going to have to do them all over again. If the KD trade goes down, we're, we're yes. three divisions in. Like, oh, we're going to scrap it. We'll do it, it all over again. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, if you, if you want to get to know me, like, I just want to return to a time where it's just better coverage. Just better coverage overall. Um, there obviously has to be some drama here and there, but when it's the dominating factor and that's what is getting everybody off of their seats, like, it's just not, it's not for me, man. It's not for mm -hmm. me. And I'm, I'll be candid about that with you guys for as long as I'm in this business. Uh, <laughs> let's hope it's not the reason that my, I get out of this business. Cause I don't want to do that. I've worked my I'm ass off to be in this position. This. I'm going to keep you in here, man. Come on. Yeah. But I will, I will candidly say, uh, I want to help people. I want to make sure that stories get out there, good, solid stories. Um, I don't care if they get 50 views or 50,000 views. Um, and I don't care 
what stature of player I'm talking to, whether it's a superstar or if it's a 15th man on the bench. I just want us to tell the best stories I can. Um, I'm not out here for the BS. I'm here to be as, what's the word for this? An ethical, um, solid, credible reporter. And with that, let's say, this is Keeping It 94 with Brian Fritz and myself, Spencer Davies. Podcast brought to you, of course, by the basketballnews.com podcast network. Got four other great ones for you to listen to. The Dunker Spot with Nikias Duncan and Steve Jones Jr. The Alex Kennedy Podcast with Alex Kennedy. The Rematch with Atan Thomas and Dishes and Dimes with the ladies. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. It's on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Rate the episodes. Review the episodes. Leave a comment on the episodes. And check out basketballnews.com. I am on Twitter at Spin Davies. He is on Twitter at Brian Fritz. I am on Instagram at Spin Davies. He is on Instagram at It's Brian Fritz. Once again, probably going to be doing these bi-weekly instead of weekly until things pick up. But if there's breaking news or any other sort of trade speculation that really rumbles the entire universe and industry, we will be back during that time. Until then, everybody enjoy your shows. Everybody enjoy your golf. Whatever you're doing in the summertime to pass the time. See ya.